Hello, everyone. My name is Kate. I'm Haley. And you're listening to Artwise. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Artwise. Today, I am here with special guest Haley. I didn't know, maybe you want to introduce yourself a little bit more thoroughly and talk about whatever it is you're here to talk about today? Yeah, so my name is Haley. On the internet, I go by Haley May, and May is spelled with an E at the end versus a Y. So if you want to find me, that's how you can search that. But I'm a full-time artist, and I work with acrylic paints. Nice, nice. So what what are you here on, on ArtWise to talk about today? So I know, I know we're going to get into a little bit of like how to sell your artwork and make money from your art. Yeah, so I actually wanted to kind of share with you guys some of the tips that I had when I will some tips on how to get started with art or with selling your artwork it can be kind of daunting at the beginning and not knowing like what do I do how do I actually get my foot in the door for this so I figured why don't I share some of the things that worked for me awesome I'm excited because we have a lot of artists on Artwise come on you know this podcast and talk about their career as an artist but it's pretty rare we actually get tips for how to do that yourself and I think a lot of I know a lot of our listeners through just the podcast discord server and like the Instagram and a lot of them are just starting out or they're younger like literally like minors and you know they don't really Mm -hmm. know how to get started or how they should start gearing up to get started so I'm excited for this episode (laughs) yeah I'm happy to help (laughs) So before we get into your questions, the first question and the last question I ask everybody, it's the same question for everyone. But the middle, I've, sh- I've you've already seen them. You already know the drill. But <laughs> the first question I ask everybody, because it's super important, and you feel free to be as detailed as you want with this answer. We have time to kill. We have a whole hour. So first question, how, how did you begin your art journey? Was, was becoming an artist something that you've always wanted to do or... Was it something you learned about yourself as an adult? Like, what what is your background story? Like, chronologically, birth till now, how did you get here? <laughs> well, from the dawn of time. Well, so for myself, I've always been creative. I've always had some sort of sketchbook in hand. I think what was really the catalyst in, to getting the whole art ball rolling was learning about Sailor Moon which then turned into the gateway art of anime. And then that was kind of like my bread and butter probably until high school. I actually still have some of my old drawings from throughout the years. So it's kind of fun to every now and then go back and see where I started. Cause like I have stuff from literally when I was like five years old to, you know, now. And then after call or excuse me when I was in high school I ended up going to school for 3d animation which is very different than what I'm doing now I did have some work around that it was mainly like you know 3d animation imagine Pixar so it is different than 3d animation for games but it is very similar it wasn't quite my calling I learned while I was doing my schooling that I preferred more of the finer art stuff. So there was a bit of a hiatus in me doing much in that sense. Like I still had sketchbooks and I was still doing random doodles and stuff, but I still wasn't taking my art very seriously. And it was kind of coincidence that 
around the beginning of COVID and that whole hoopla where I was working at the time, hours got cut and I had a lot more time to myself. And I'm also kind of lucky that I do have family members that are artists as well. And my sister was actually pushing me to try paint. So I actually started to pick up the paintbrush and I did my first painting, which was based off my cat. She's got one of those carriers that have a hard shell with a little plastic bubble on it that looks like a little porthole. So she looks like she's in a little spaceship. So I did my very first version of my cat in space as a little astronaut. And that's kind of how it really started to take off. I actually shared that on my Facebook and people liked it. And that's kind of where it initially started with me selling my work. And then how I became full-time with this, my husband is military and through the thick of COVID, we also had a posting from BC to Ontario. And so I was lucky enough that the first year of being here, I was able to be on unemployment insurance, which was kind of like the emergency fund to help kind of help keep us afloat while I was still pursuing the ways of getting myself out there. And that's how I learned a lot of the different platforms to really help and get sales through that. So here we are now. <laughs> yeah, what a journey. I, I feel like I hear a lot of artists and just from like knowing, you know, people who liked to draw like as a as a young kid, anime was always like the first thing that like got a lot of people that I know anyway, like into art. And for me, I did draw a little bit of anime actually in middle school, but I very quickly like swapped over to comic books. And that's how I learned to draw. I don't think I, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast before, but like I literally learned to draw. I would buy a comic book and I would just copy every panel. <laughs> that's a great way to start though. I feel yeah. like a lot of people gravitate towards anime because it can be so stylized mm -hmm. that the norms of anatomy can be greatly exaggerated when it comes to anime. It can still work. Like nobody's going to question it kind of thing. So at least that's how I see it. And it kind of made it easier for me to kind of develop a style before I got to doing the paintings as well. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say too. I feel like the thing that you choose to help you learn when you're first starting out like leaves an imprint on your art forever because I feel like I get all the time to people say like oh your art like looks like it came straight out of a graphic novel or like a comic book and I'm like I don't even try to do that anymore but because I learned from comic books it's just like that's the way it is and a lot of people who even like people who start off with like a more like anime like using anime as like a tool to learn how to draw mm -hmm. and then they like segue into just doing their own thing. I feel like it always leaves like a sort of imprint. And like, even there, like I had a friend who she would only drew realistic portraits and like that has left like a really interesting mark on her artwork as well, because now everything that she does is super soft and like, I don't even know how to describe it but it's like I feel like whatever you choose to use as a tool to learn has like left an imprint on your art which I think was an interesting topic that I don't think I've brought up on this podcast before yeah I kind of agree with that I I think 
that if you really looked back at some of my older things, that you can see how it's somewhat influenced in some of the pieces that I've done. Just yeah. Trying to calculate some of the artworks to see what I could. Find. I'm curious now. I have to go back into my my trunk of old artwork to piece together. <laughs> oh yeah, and that's not to say like. I know a lot of people who started out drawing anime and now their art is clearly not, but it has like little influences of just like little ways that they draw things or do things like here and there that is like the mark of somebody who used to watch anime in middle school a lot. Yep. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just think it's really cool because I feel like I get that a lot from my, even though I, I do a lot of comic book type art still it's like it's just kind of fun and interesting definitely so that being said uh you are actually known for doing a lot of like nature and space work like together yes. so i was curious like what what brought about that combination is that something that i don't know what what brought about that that combo how is that working for you so i love space i love the stars like i grew up with my parents watching star trek on a regular basis and star wars and you know all of the sci-fi stuff that takes place in space and like i don't know if you remember that movie titan ae but there's some really cool scenes in there but like i would love the intros to a lot of those sci-fi shows and movies because it would be like you know the camera going through galaxies and stars, nebulas, gas clouds, <clears throat> pardon me, planets and stuff. And I just like, that is so cool. And I've always loved nature and I kind of wanted to figure out a way to incorporate the two together. Space is also something that I find, like the stars, astrology, I find it really calming. Something, I kind of noticed this, that when I first started my journey through being a full-time artist and stuff, like, because it was going through, you know, the ups and downs of COVID, that my anxiety has definitely shifted. I find that the things that are happening around the world, whether it's COVID-related or not, I'm a little extra sensitive to it. And I found that I would turn to my artwork a lot more to kind of help, you know, soothe the anxiety and the stress that I was feeling and I wanted to try and find ways of combining not only my love of space but the love of nature because like if I'm not going out for a walk I'll be looking out my window in the nighttime and just looking at the stars and stuff so I yeah I found a way that I could combine the two together and have these really at least for myself, beautiful pieces. And I think that a lot of them translate to having that feeling of calm and being relaxed. Like space has a certain stillness. And I like that I was able to combine like an animal with that, that I think kind of reflects how I've done the space backgrounds and stuff. So yeah, I just love, I love the stars so much. So do I. Are, so are you a big astrology person? I'm getting more into it now because I want to start using more references from life when it comes to my space backgrounds. So a lot of my artworks, I've taken their names from constellations or the stars in the constellations. So like I've decided that one of my paintings is going to be 
has, is now my logo. And that is my Fox painting. And I named her after the brightest star in the Fox constellation. I can't recall the name of that constellation, but the brightest star has many names, but one of them was called Lukita. And I'm like, this is perfect. So that's what that was. So I am starting to learn more about astrology and the different galaxies that are out there and learning more about all the different stars and like the history of how some of these constellations came to be. It's, it's really cool. Like, yeah, I, I'm actually like, personally, I'm a big astrology person. I had like a whole side character arc in my life where like, I went off and I like made this, it was a true crime astrology podcast. It doesn't exist anymore. But yeah, I, I used to like read charts and stuff for, for money. And like, I, you know, I would do it again still. I just, I've kind of been slacking on my research with it. But yeah, I'm like a big, big in astrology. Do you know your big three? No. no. I'm just kind of starting to get my foot in that door. It's interesting too. So I've been on TikTok a lot more. And I will say that since being on TikTok, my artistic abilities have certainly leveled up just with being in constant exposure to these other super talented and amazing artists and other artists that also share the love of the cosmos so to speak and with that it's like i'm learning a bit more about the astrological signs and your horoscopes and stuff and like kind of going down that road a little bit but i'm still just dipping my toes in that pool and i, I do want to learn more about it for sure yeah if you if you ever want to learn more about astrology just send me a message because I astrology is something that I could talk about for hours on end. So um, I, I will probably do that. I, I will probably be like, hey, Kate, let me pick your brain about <laughs> astrology. <laughs> Teach <Yeah>. me. <laughs> I, I am big on space, too. I have some space artwork. I'm, I'm kind of all over the place lately because I'm trying I'm doing exactly what we're about to start talking about <laughs> here no. in a minute, but I am like trying to make money off of my work. I, I was at a corporate job for years that I hated and mm -hmm. I quit in May of 2022. So I've been like full-time freelancing and like, I'm just kind of like a little bit all over the place and like trying to figure out how to support myself with my art without having to drain my savings account too much because I definitely saved a lot of money before I did this because I was like, I have no idea how this is going to go, but I can't, like, I didn't have the energy to make good, good art when I was at that job. Like everything I made was just like, it was as drained as I was, like, even though I was still forcing myself to create. So I'm really glad that we're going to talk about selling your work and, and making money off of your art and turning your artwork into a business. But before we before we talk about that, I was just wondering what other inspiration I mean, you, you just mentioned TikTok. I think TikTok is like a great resource for just networking, online networking with other artists, but also for inspiration as well. Like where, where else do you kind of pull inspiration from? Like what, what about turning your artwork into products? Like are there places that you go to kind of look for inspiration to, I guess, like make, create this art and then turn it into like a product or something that you can sell? Yeah, I would say that like in regards to that 
I think being on Instagram has been really helpful. I've been tapping into my local art community here in my town, and that's been really helpful. There's a local print shop that has a lot of really neat options for prints that they're able to do. So not just the traditional like canvas print or, you know, nice paper prints and stuff. They have different types of metals they can print on. They can do acrylic surface. They can do like these neat transparent film calendars, keychains. I I was in there a few weeks ago and the gentleman that was helping me was really helpful. It's called Frameworks. So it's kind of nice that I have a local place that I can start to pick the brain of and see what sort of options there are. But also like scrolling through the different socials and seeing the types of products that people are making. Like there's things that I never considered until recently, like getting magnets done. I didn't realize there was such a love for magnets, but apparently everybody and their dog loves magnets. And I'm like, what? (laughs) So that's something else that I am going to be probably trying. Like I do have stickers and I do have some prints, but I do want to look into other options for sure in regards to like merchandise. I had never thought about magnets. But I right? do. I love magnets. I do. I like putting them on my fridge. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I never thought of it. But again, through talking on the different socials and getting to know some like more on a deeper level, other artists and stuff, and like have made some really cool friendships and they've shared what their best sellers are. And magnets are way up there. Like magnets are their best sellers. Dang. Like, I got to like, that. Thank you. <laughs> right <laughs> like, yeah, who no. I mean I you know I have like one really cool fridge magnet I'm like looking at my fridge right now over here my studio apartment's so tiny that I can see every square inch of it from where I'm sitting but um well it's not even an apartment I live in a shed I'm not even gonna uh, like upgrade it to an apartment I literally live in a shed. but I can see my fridge from here I'm like yeah you know I have re- one really cool magnet I would love to buy more magnets now I didn't know that that was a thing that people like sold but now that I know that that's a thing maybe I should make my own magnets because that's pretty cool I didn't yeah. know that that's my a good idea though because like I do I love magnets and I think other people probably also love magnets well, it's like, I think it's one of those things that literally everybody has. Everybody has a fridge, a fridge, excuse me, or some sort of metallic surface that a magnet could fit on. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how many people still have a traditional computer with the tower and stuff, but I imagine, well, they were metal. I don't, I have a laptop, so I don't even know anymore, but you could put magnets on that too sometimes. I think I'm going to touch mine. I think mine is plastic. I think most of the time they are plastic now, but I believe that parts of it were, but even though, like, there's still some sort of metal in someone's house, like, everyone's going to have a fridge and everyone's going to have a stove. I don't know if you want to put a magnet on the stove, but. (laughs) At my old apartment, see, I'm living, I'm living, I don't have a lot of resources. I'm in a very, very small place right now. So the only magnetic thing I can really think of is my fridge. But that's still a large space that you could fill with magnets, right? But at my (laughs) old apartment, the dishwasher was also magnetic. So you could put magnets on the dishwasher too. And probably other things. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. It's like for those people who want to stick something onto something, if they don't have a fridge or a metal surface, that's when the stickers come in handy too. The vinyl stickers. Yeah, I I definitely 
have and I have a Cricut too so I can I'm like can make my own stickers but I don't have a printer so I really can't make my own stickers but I could mm. make like vinyl stuff too like I could like I don't know just get like adhesive vinyl and make like a one color like vinyl thing for my car if I really wanted to but I'm yeah. not like I'm not at the point where I can really sell things myself like my like my personal shops that I use are through like Printify so they do all like the printing and shipping for me because like I said like my place is really small I don't have a lot of resources to pack and ship I don't even have a printer right now leads me to my next question how how did you personally get get started with selling your own artwork so I started off by sharing on Facebook. So Facebook, as I'm sure most people are aware, there is Marketplace. So I do suggest making a couple Marketplace ads showcasing what it is that you can do. But also the best thing that really helped me through Facebook was going into groups. So like, you know how you can do join groups that are things that you have an interest Mm -hmm. in? If you find the groups that are related to the type of artwork that you create and you post that in there, a lot of the time people are like, oh my God, I didn't know you could do that. Can I have something like that? Can I have that? Do you sell these things? And that's been a real like push to help get my sales out there. People don't think to join those groups. And I understand because a lot of the time they do have terms and conditions and they do not want people to necessarily be, you know, advertising for themselves, let alone other things, because it could be soliciting. But there are ways around that without being like, hey, I sell this stuff. You can share like, this is what I made. And then if people are interested, they can leave it in the comments or they can send you a message. Or you can tell them like, go contact me on this other platform if it's stepping on toes but the facebook groups have been the biggest game changer hands down and don't limit yourself to just one like because i specialize with doing animals i'll do all sorts of cat groups all sorts of dog groups weird animals just anything i can think of to do with animals the like rescues on there can be really good as well but yeah facebook groups have been the best option to kind of get your foot in the door so if you guys are not using facebook and you're not using the groups you need to change that at once because that will help there's another app called next door which is basically an app that is very similar to facebook but it allows you to hone in on your specific area so when you first create an account it'll ask you for your postal code or your zip code wherever you might live as well as your address and then from there it shows you those people that are in that area so you can be sharing on that again there's groups on there too so if you have specific type of art that you're doing you can find groups on that app and share what you do on there but there is a general feed where anybody who's in your neighborhood on that app will see it you know they just scroll through and they can find whatever you're posting on there that's been really helpful as well but yeah and then if you want to kind of step out of doing the social media platforms take into consideration what's in your in your actual area as well So for example, with me doing pets, I'm actually going to be going to one of our local pet stores on the 27th 
to just hang out for a few hours with some samples of my artwork. So I'll have a few portraits that I have done. I'll also be going in with some of the prints that I have available, some of the stickers I have available, in case anybody might be curious. But it'll be a great way for people to see a new local artist in their community and know that they have the option to have their pet painted by someone from their hometown sort of thing. Coffee shops can be kind of helpful. Again, for those you'd want to be not necessarily like the local coffee shops. Like I don't think you could go to Starbucks and be like, hey, Starbucks, hang my artwork because not every single Starbucks is going to be able to have that. But yeah, like just kind of bear in mind the type of artwork that you're doing and then think of the areas or think of the shops and stuff in your area that could benefit from that. Like I have a friend who does like car, like vintage cars. He sketches vintage cars. So I told him like, go to different dealerships, go to car shows, go to garages, you know, <clears throat> everybody likes those classic muscle cars and stuff and vintage vehicles. So there's definitely a market for that. But yeah, I don't think people tend to think about physically going to spaces. I think that they want to try to stick with doing online stuff. But it's like, by going to interact with real people, you can drive the traffic to your online stuff. Yeah, so. I am one of those people. I hate to leave my house. I don't do it unless I absolutely have to, like if I'm going to starve to death or mm -hmm. if, you know, <laughs> I like something like I, I'm a very much a homebody. I'm not introverted, which is weird. I feel like I just learned that about myself recently like because I'm not and I feel like that's like the problem that a lot of artists have is they're really introverted and the, the idea of talking to a human being in person is like you know I <laughs> which I understand to an extent because I feel like for me personally right like I I my whole like young adult life up until this point I really thought that I was introverted like all of the other artists out there that are like yeah I would just rather not talk to someone in person that just sounds like not a good time and you know I will be nervous and like flustered and like I the idea of doing an in-person event when I can just because art is something that's so intimate and so personal and I've talked about this before on the podcast it's just like such an intimate personal inner thing with like yourself so the idea of sharing that with other people and having to sit there in a physical situation one-on-one -on -one with another human being like that actually is like local to you that you could run into again at the grocery store is like absolutely terrifying <laughs> but I feel like I I really enjoy talking to people and I didn't think that I ever did until actually it was like this podcast that really was like oh maybe I'm an extrovert and then, you know, I sat down and I took one of those quizzes. I'm like, no, I'm definitely an extrovert. I just have like a fear of of being misunderstood, I think. And I feel like I'm not the best communicator, especially in, in person, which is hilarious. Because like, I was a podcast, like, <laughs> 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 probably not good. But I, I feel like, and another thing too is, and I th I've heard this from a lot of other artists as well, 
like I very much so as like a child when I was in like middle and early high school, like I got bullied really badly and it did not help (laughs) because I genuinely like I am like a really friendly person. I go out of my way and I know a lot of other artists like get bullied too. I mean, honestly, people will bully you as an adult for being an artist. So I understand that fear. But like, really, if you can kind of identify like why you I guess feel feel the way that you feel about putting yourself out there going to local events in-person events pushing your art in like a more physical like local way instead of just trying to do all of it through social media and like hide behind a camera and not talk once I identified like the issue that I have with I guess like the idea of going out locally and and pushing my art in a local way and like actually talking to people outside of social media once i realized the reason i didn't want to do that is because you know like a, a history of just like people not being so kind i was able to say okay well people being kind of like mean and rude realistically like how often does that happen first of all like i know when it does happen it it kind of overshadows all of the good and very nice people that you will meet because you will definitely will meet more very good, nice, kind, supportive people than you will like mean people. Not, <clears throat> But not only that, but something that helps me a lot too with putting myself out there more and talking to people, especially with this podcast, is is realizing like when somebody is mean to you, it has absolutely nothing to do with you and everything to do with them. So just to add to what you were saying about, you know, artists being a lot, a lot of us are are introverted people who don't really want to put ourselves out there, especially in like a local physical way where you're talking to someone who you could literally run into because they live in your town. I would say like, something that helps me a lot is just identifying what the problem is and kind of rewiring the way that you think about it. Because it's okay to be like a shy person and and still learn and grow into someone who can, you know, go to live events and and interact with people. Obviously, like anytime you do something new, it's going to be like uncomfortable. Right. But yeah, yeah, definitely. I like, I know you can't, people can't see me. But with everything you're saying, I was nodding. It's like, yeah, I think there is this mindset of being an introvert, especially when you're first getting started. And it's new, and it's scary, for sure. But I think that it's kind of like you need to ask yourself as well, why do you want to sell your artwork in the get go? Like, are you wanting to help? You know, are you wanting to have your artwork show up in many homes? Because not only is it something so intimate for you, but you want to be able to share that with other people. And I think that there's still this mindset of like, we're used to having the traditional job where we have managers in our ear, like go talk to people, go sell, especially if it's customer service. Like I worked at American Eagle for the holidays and it was horrible. Like we had headsets on and every hour the manager would be up in our ear like okay we've made this many we've made this much in sales and we need to get to this much how are we going to do that and like they'd actually get some of us to like reply okay you what are you going to do to help get more sales or we'd have to be like vultures anytime someone came in the store go and bombard them like hi how are you what can i help you with did you know we have all these sales going on and i can understand how we carry that 
mindset of just not wanting to have to engage with people when it comes to our artwork. But at the same time, it's like, if you actually want to make something real by selling your artwork, no one's going to know it better than you, you know, no one's going to know the story behind a specific piece that you've done and why you're making that option be available. But I do feel that it's kind of like, if we can ask ourselves, like if we're serious in wanting to sell our artwork, then we kind of need to take it as the business that we're trying to make it be, you know? And as much as it might be uncomfortable interacting with people or having that fear <clears throat> of running into someone who might've bought something or supported you in some way, it's, it's kind of like a compliment. It's a badge of honor, you know? The more that you're doing it, the easier it's going to be. And it's really only scary for the first five, ten seconds. And then once you're in the swing of things, you're like, okay, that really wasn't so bad. The more you do it, the easier it's going to get. And, you know, if someone, if you do happen to run into somebody and they remember you and they're like, oh, my God, I got a sticker from you and I love it, you know, it's it's a compliment. yeah. It's it's a feel good moment and it might it be a little be. bit of yeah. awkward. Yeah, it might feel kind of <laughs> awkward in the moment, but that person is coming to you because they're like, I have value in this thing that I got from you. And I think that we need to remember that. Like, if we're wanting to sell, that shows that there's a demand for what it is that we're doing. There is an audience for that and there is an appreciation for that. And I think that's something that we need to try and remember. And as uncomfortable as it might be, it's like, like I said, nobody is going to know your art pieces better than you. And when people are interacting with you, it's because they want to learn about that specifically. Yeah. And I think that gets lost, especially in the beginning. Yeah, definitely. So you already, you mentioned Facebook Marketplace, which I definitely, Facebook Marketplace and the Facebook groups. I have started joining a few Facebook groups here and there. I did not realize what an underutilized tool they were until I started joining them. And like constantly, I'm in a lot of like business baddie, like Facebook groups and stuff. And I'm, you know, I do, I do graphic design, I do <coughs> illustration too, but I also do graphic design as well. And I have had so many more inquiries since I joined the Facebook group because people are constantly posting in those little like business business baddie <laughs> boss babe I don't know they all right? have silly silly names with women in marketing stuff like that whenever they post on on the wall they're like oh I need to hire a graphic designer I'm looking for a graphic designer and then I come in like every time like within five minutes I'm like I'm a graphic designer <laughs> so you um, rang. <laughs> yeah so I've gotten a lot more inquiries just through joining Facebook groups and I hadn't thought to use Facebook marketplace but I'm definitely gonna check that out and and see because that's also a really good idea I hadn't thought of and I haven't even heard of next store. So that's something I'm going to look into as well. I was just wondering what, what are some other good ways that you would recommend like a, a beginner to start selling their, their work? Are there, is there anything else? Yeah. So something else to take in consideration is if you are going to utilize Instagram and Facebook, I would highly recommend creating separate profiles from your personal to your art. It just makes it easier for mm -hmm potential clients to see what it is that you're doing. Nobody, I mean, I'm sure they'd appreciate seeing your life story on Instagram, but at the same time, it's like, they want to see your artwork. They want to see what you're making. And you can link your 
art Instagram to a Facebook page dedicated to your art, which makes it a lot easier. So when you are posting something, uh, whether it's a Facebook group on that Nextdoor app, you can you know, tell them like, oh, you can send me a message on here or over there. Something else that was really helpful is um, in my community, we have like an art community center called the Tet Center. So they have a Facebook page and they have a few resident artists. They quite often have different shows going in. They welcome people to come in and just see where the resident artists, you know, where their studios are. They're usually there during the day and they're more than happy to ask or answer questions and stuff. I was relatively new to the area and I was, someone had suggested that to me and that's been a really excellent resource. Through there, I was able to learn about different events that were happening that I can maybe be a part of. So like vending opportunities. So again, if you're feeling comfortable and ready to have those in-person interactions, vending opportunities can be really helpful. And then, yeah, just going to any sort of like space that has kind of the dynamic and that, what's the word I'm looking for? Like the spaces that are, that will resonate with what it is that you're doing. So again, like with me doing the pet portraits, I would go and talk to some of my local pet stores. You know, I'm going to go to the Humane Society, the veterinary clinics, just really figure out what your style is and go from there. Some of the locally owned like skateboarding shops, if you have a bunch of fun stickers, they might be open for that. Maybe you could even work on some skateboarding decks to customize or something, but yeah, I'd say try not to let the fear of having in-person interactions be too daunting because that can be super helpful. They might also be able to tell you something else in the area like, oh, go check out this company or here's this person that you should get in touch with, you know. So those have been really helpful. Try to find your local art community and that can be a really great way to push yourself forward. But again, Facebook, like I said. <laughs> like I've been saying, Facebook has been the best to really get that momentum started. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree. And another thing to keep in mind too, small businesses in your area, more often than not, they don't care if you come in and you're just like, can I, can I leave some business cards out? Most places actually have like a little shelf or somewhere where like you can leave your business cards. Like my cousin, she owns a dog grooming salon and my dad actually does like pet portraits and stuff. So I'm always telling him, you know, you gotta, you know, do like a pet portrait to leave up there and just leave your business cards in front of it. I don't know. I don't know if he's done that or not, but I mean, my cousin owns it and like she has a whole <laughs> bunch of other people's business cards out. And I'm like, can I bring my business cards here and mm -hmm. just leave them here? She's like, yeah, I don't like, I don't care. Like most, especially locally owned businesses that are, you know, not like, I mean, obviously like if you go into like a Walmart and you're like, can I leave my business cards out? They're going to look at you like you're insane, but like small little locally owned businesses more often than not, they'll have like not only a space for you to leave business cards, but also just like networking with other business owners is really nice. When you're mentioning Walmart, Walmart's not going to be necessarily the best place. However, some of the grocery stores, they have like a little pin board for the community. They do, yeah. So I've actually created a little flyer and made a little pouch to have my business cards in there. And I actually put those on those pin boards. So this is like pet portraits, you know. I'm not sure if any of the 
pieces that I've done were because of that, but that's something that you can definitely look into. Try the community centers in your area. They quite often have things happening on weekends, especially imagine during the summertime or like when school's out, like holidays, they probably have day camps or something. So you could probably maximize on some of those times of the year sort of thing. But yeah, pin boards can be really helpful. Like even the little pharmacies and the locally owned gas stations and stuff like that, they usually have a neighborhood pin board. So yeah, that's my, one that I've done. My old apartment complex that I lived in had a pin board. My, if you are from Florida, I don't know how many, I think honestly, a lot of our listeners are not from Florida. I think they're pretty scattered. But for those of you who are from Florida, Publix will usually have pin boards. And I think Winn-Dixie does as well, if I'm not mistaken. Some of them, the ones by me anyway, do, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, there's a lot of places that you can leave business cards. One of my clients, actually, Jenna, she was a guest on this podcast too. I forget what number her episode was, but you, you'll find it. Her at is Jenna into the ether. Jenna goes into the ether. But I was making, I was, I designed her whole, like her branding, her stickers and everything, her business cards. And I made her these stickers and she made, so her logo isn't really a traditional logo. It was kind of made to be like, yes, it's a logo, but it's, it's super detailed and complex. Like it's not like a traditional logo, but she's, you know, like a Reiki master. And she does like a lot of like woo woo, like psychic type stuff so it kind of it worked really well for her and she also wanted the logo to work really well as a sticker but she wanted it to be like a fun bright sticker that you you would want to put like on your water bottle even though it was for a business like it, it would still work as just like you know really cool artwork and I made her like a one one color version of her logo and then we ordered like a hundred stickers with her logo on it. We put a, so her logo, it's like two hands and it has a crystal ball in the center. Well, she has a couple different versions of her logo, but one of them has a crystal ball in the center of a crystal, the crystal ball, it has a QR code. So the stickers kind of double as like a business card and she literally bought a hundred of them. She's just putting them everywhere. <laughs> I love that. That's something I want to start doing. I want to make a sticker business card. It's such a great idea. Like yeah. People are more likely going to hang on to a sticker, especially if it's something, you know, decorative like that. People are going to want to save it. So yeah, yeah, that's something that I'm trying to do myself too. That's awesome. And, and she loves working with people locally. She loves the town that she's in. And her her business is, I think she's in like a little mobile thing now. She used to be like in like renting a room out of like a storefront of like a metaphysical shop. But I, I'm pretty sure she's like mobile now, but she's like in, in town. So if she's putting these stickers places in town, like obviously don't, what's the word? Like vandalize. Like obviously if there's not supposed to be a sticker there, don't put a sticker there. But if you see something and there's already a ton of stickers on it, chances are you can just slap another sticker on it. Right. or anything. So I just thought that was a really, really good idea for getting your name out there. I think it's so cool that she's doing it. I would love to do that with with my business in the future as well. So just like, I mean, you know, most of you guys listening to this are artists, like there is definitely a lot of creative ways to get your name out there without being like, it's not like an ad, you know, it's a cool sticker with a QR code on it. And, and I mean, anybody like if I saw a cool sticker 
and I really liked the art and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And it had a QR code on it. I'm scanning the QR code. I don't even care what it's for. It could be for something, <laughs> you know, like I don't even care what it's for. So, right? I, you know, I thought that was like a brilliant idea. And I was really excited to work on it with her too, because, and I, you know, I got to check in with her and see what kind of success that she's had with it. Or if she can see like the analytics of how many people who have gone to her website from the QR code, like I'm, I'm definitely curious, but yeah, that's definitely something that I recommend everybody at least look into, even if you don't think it will work with the type of business that you're trying to, to start through your artwork. I think it's definitely something <clears throat> worth looking mm-hmm. into. I agree with that for sure, for sure. So we we talked we definitely talked about Facebook already, but what what other social media platforms have you ha- found to be helpful with with marketing yourself and your artwork? We talked um, about TikTok, Instagram. Is there anything I've heard some people mention Pinterest? Do you have any experience with any other ones? I've used I've tried Pinterest. I've not had any sort of real traction. Pinterest is kind of a site where people are just going to get ideas. I find they're not actually mm-hmm. trying to find purchasable artwork through there just recently dipped my toes into twitter i've heard that that can be a pretty decent platform but i have no experience with that yet like my account was made like last week but outside of those the next door app which was what i was talking about that's like a facebook for your neighborhood that one's been really helpful but that's pretty much the ones that i've tapped into instagram can has been hit or miss it's recently switched like my sister's used it and she's had a lot of good interactions with it but it's kind of a little bit slower nowadays so there's yeah but yeah no i would say i would say give next door a try if you haven't tried that one because again it's it's another way to get yourself familiar with your community with the local happenings people will share events going on in there as well so different things that are happening in your specific neighborhood block parties or anything like that that can be super beneficial but yeah i would say don't be afraid to go out and interact with people tiktok has also been really good if you are someone who's not really been showcasing anything on tiktok i've gotten quite a few sales from sharing my stuff on there so again i would suggest if you are not already using it for your art maybe create a profile where it is specific to your artwork and see what can happen through that. Cause that's been really helpful as well. Yeah. So. Some, something else I wanted to ask you too, what personal benefits have you seen from selling your artwork and networking locally? What makes you happy with the, the path that you're on and the path that you're taking with your artwork and, and selling your artwork and turning your work into a business? Like what are the personal benefits that you've seen from that? I would say that my communication skills have definitely improved. I do have a new sense of confidence, especially when it comes to showcasing my work. Like I'm not as afraid to start conversations with people if I know it's because it's something that could help me and my artwork and push that forward. Like for example, something else that I was doing is I did a call for submission pets and anytime I saw somebody with an interesting looking dog, I'd be like, oh my gosh, your dog is so cute or whatever. Can I take a picture? Because I might paint it. And there's no obligation from you. But if you're curious, and if I do end up painting it, this is where you can see me and I'll give them one of my business cards. And I will say before I started taking my artwork seriously and having it be my full time business now, that's something I would not have had the courage to do. 
So that's definitely a big benefit that I've had from that. Also, like, because it's what I'm doing full time, I'm creating almost every single day, like every single day I'm working on a painting. And I notice a level up and the improvement in my artwork because it's my full time job because I'm doing it so consistently, which is awesome because who doesn't want to notice that those improvements? It's it's been a really fun journey and I'm still on it, of course, and I'm really excited to see where things are starting to go now because every day I'm trying to figure out something new that I can try and do, especially to help grow. So that's definitely how it's been beneficial for myself, which has been awesome. That's awesome. I love that. I'm excited too. I, cause I'm, I'm pretty newly a full time with my business endeavors and it, it is awesome. I get really nervous frequently because the, the income for me right now is just so inconsistent, but I, you know, I do feel like, you know, I, I put a hundred 10% into everything. So I know like if you're even listening to this podcast right now, like you're doing the right things. You are listening to resources from people who are doing it and they're in the arena with you. <laughs> so as long as like, you know, you're not just kind of not putting in the work or doing any of the research and, and, you know, expecting, because I think that was a problem I had in the beginning. I was just like, oh, I'll just take it full time and magically it will be like good. <laughs> And like I realized, oh, I actually have to continue like researching and like yeah. learning as I go because like until you're in the arena, right? Like instead of like doing it part time on the side with my full time business, like throwing rocks from the sideline, once you're like in the arena, like there's a lot of growth that happens there. I just made a TikTok about that today, the arena racer. Yeah. yeah. You'll have to shift the perspective and remember, like, especially if you are in a position where you're going to where you are doing it full time or you're going to be able to it or you want to do it full time. It's like, you're going to be your own boss. Yes. You're going to have to be the one who's taking all that initiation and making sure that things get done. And as much as we wish that it's just like, I get to paint pretty things all day, every day. And they just magically sell like, mm, no, it's not quite like that. Like you do have to, do some legwork and it's not always going to be easy. Like you're saying, there's going to be periods where the income drops significantly. Summer, for example, the summer has been really dry for myself because, well, I mean, it's just after COVID things are finally all open again and people are like, yeah, vacations. So that's partly why, but summertime, it's not uncommon to have a dry spell when it comes to that. And that's when you want to be pushing yourself and trying to figure out maybe ways that I haven't come up with or doing vending opportunities and whatnot like that. But nothing, just remember like the things that are worth doing are not always going to be easy. Yes. That's a good one too. Best things are, are hard. And also the road left less traveled is usually pretty, pretty good road too. I mean, I, you know, when you're an artist, I feel like you're going to experience this at, at some point in your life. But people always want to tell you like, no, you have to go to college. You have to go to college and you have to go and you have to work at an office and you have to sit at, you know, a computer and, and hate your life every day because that's what I did. So that's what you have yeah. to do too. And it's like, it's like, no, actually, like, you don't have to do anything. Like, there's no rules. 
like there's no rules like people will try to make you feel like there's rules for being alive like i didn't ask to be here there's no rules i'm just gonna do whatever i want so exactly there's gonna be the naysayers and there's gonna be the people that are gonna be speaking to you out of envy because you're actually pursuing something that you're passionate about you're pursuing your dream your goals and there's gonna be people that are gonna like be kind of jealous of that and Mm -hmm. instead of supporting you they want to kind of bash you on it and you can't let them completely ruin your day no matter what no matter what you're doing there's always gonna be a troll but like you're saying earlier there's gonna be so much more positive people out there and it's just like you don't need to waste your time with that negative nancy (laughs) exactly so speaking of advice what what advice would you give your younger self regarding your your art careers is there anything that you wish you would have avoided or or done sooner i ask everybody this at the end of every episode because i just like think it's good to compile some really good advice it's not only for listeners but also for me (laughs) so is there any advice you would give your younger self advice i'm not sure like i do i would say maybe instead of going to the college that i had gone to kind of done a little bit more research and ask myself what kind of art i actually want to be doing because i would have known that it wasn't going to be the animation stuff like Mm -hmm. but i was following my leaders and my friends and i went to the same school they were so that would be like the one big thing that i'd say but at the same time it's just like I do believe everything happens for a reason and the way that it was supposed to happen. And I don't know if I would still be in the position I'm at now if I actually did do that, you know? So yeah, I kind of remind myself, like, just be patient and you'll actually find yourself in in that position that you want where you're able to art all day and earn your income from it. That's a good one. That's good advice. Yeah. Be patient. That's what I needed to hear right now. I am not being patient with it at all. I'm like, okay, I took the jump. I took the leap. Why am I not a millionaire? That's me right now. (laughs) It's like we we expect to like just go viral on whatever things we're showcasing our stuff on. And it's like, I mean, it can happen, but in hindsight, it's not quite that easy. (laughs) That's the thing too. I realized I don't want to go viral too, because I don't want to, because every time I do, people are mean to me and it hurts my feelings. And so I'm like, you know, I'm perfectly content with never going viral and just very slowly building my empire. Because like Rome wasn't built in a day. If you go viral, a bunch of people are going to buy a bunch of stuff from you and then they're going to forget. And then like all of those you know, people who saw you and ordered from from you when you went viral are then going to, you know, like, it's like Rome wasn't built in a day. Like, if you want, like, a tight-knit seat, and I feel like that's why I'm so lucky that I haven't really gone viral for my art. I've gone viral for complaining on TikTok. I've never <laughs> gone viral for my art, though. And I feel kind of fortunate for that because the people that do follow me on, on TikTok and social medias are like my rider dies, like they're always like on my stuff. I'm always on their stuff. We're all mutuals. We're all friends. Like everybody's in the the Artwise podcast community discord server. And like, we're all just like vibing together and it's very tight knit. And I would much rather have that than like people who don't really care. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I it's hear lot, that. I hear more, that. <laughs> more fun to have the latter. So I feel like even though like everybody wishes, oh, I wish my art could go viral. I'm at a point where I'm like, you know what? 
I don't need to ever go viral. Unless I say <laughs> that, I go viral tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, you get like a million followers in one day. <laughs> yeah, I used to think that's what I wanted, but I'm definitely a lot happier with like slowly finding the people who are actually like actually yeah. so we're oh we're coming up on an hour though so and i finished all my questions actually so unless there's anything else you wanted to add before beforehand i can let you do your self promo if that's cool yeah i feel like i've shared my two cents with it with everybody who might be listening if you guys are curious to you know follow me or ask questions. I'm an open book. I'm more than happy to answer. I do have a website. It is the art of hail may at square site. But if you search Haley may on Google, and again, M A E, I should pull up I'm on TikTok. I do lives pretty much daily on TikTok. you'll be able to see what I'm working with. It's usually a fun space and then again my instagram is also haleymay.art and if you search that on facebook you'll find my my facebook page but everything is linked to everything so if you find one you can follow me on something else by going through those links so yeah all right awesome thank you so much Haley, for coming on like this episode was so informative i'm so here for it <laughs> thank you so much for having me all right that being said that about wraps up this episode as always if you guys want to interact with me on a more personal level there is a community discord server for the podcast and the link to it is in the bio of our instagram at artwise podcast and as always if you are listening on spotify or apple podcast five stars really helps us out so yeah, that's about it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for listening, and I will see all of you guys next Tuesday. Bye, everyone. Bye.